Hello, welcome to the Lewisburg United Methodist Church podcast. Thanks for joining us today. For sermon notes and videos related to this message, please visit lwbumc.com. I'll be reading from Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. This is the word of God for the people of God. A gentleman and his wife were driving home from church. The wife turned to her husband and said, Did you notice that Cindy, a person in the congregation, is putting on a little bit of weight? Do you think she could be pregnant? I didn't notice, my dear. Well, did you see how Diane's skirt was too short for her age? No, my dear, I'm sorry. I didn't notice that either. Well, surely you noticed the way the Smiths let their kids crawl all over everything and under the pews during church. No, my dear, I'm sorry. I guess I didn't notice that either. Honestly, my husband, I don't know why you go to church anymore. Of all the things that wise people have said over the years, the most challenging thing of human life is to be purely and singly motivated. Why do we do what we do? All those years growing up on the dairy farm was a real blessing in my life. I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about a little experience that used to happen on the dairy farm quite often. We'd take our corn and cut it up into silage, and my grandfather's years, we always put it in a silo. It never made much sense to me because you had to put it in that silo, and then you had to crawl up that ladder, and you had to fork it out, <laughs> and it was a lot of work. And then we started putting it in a kind of a bunker, if you will, but we didn't have concrete floor and walls. We just poured it out on the ground in our dump truck and packed it in and covered it with a piece of plastic. Well, that was all well and good until it came time to feed, and we used the tractor and the end loader, and we'd scoop that silage up, and we'd put it in the feeding trough. But if you let the bucket on the tractor get a little too low it would get just a little bit of dirt. And I can remember watching those cows. They'd get down to the bottom of the trough, and it'd be silage mixed with dirt. Now, doesn't that sound tasty? <laughs> but when the cows were hungry, and before the next time food got put in, they'd get out there and they'd nibble through that old, crusty, dirty silage, and they'd get a piece in their mouth, and if you've ever watched a cow eat, which is just a joyous thing, <laughs> they, they would take their tongue and they would try their best to figure out how to get rid of the dirt and get that little nugget of corn. <laughs> but they just couldn't. And the reason they couldn't is because that silage, as wonderful as it smelled and as good as it looked, was not pure. There's nothing more distasteful in the world than a person whose heart is not pure. They've got an ulterior motive 
Something else pushing them to do what they do. Jesus said in this beatitude, more than any other place in all of the beatitudes, that examining ourselves, why we do what we do, is perhaps the most important thing that one can do in life. Jesus seems to be more concerned about what's on the inside of us, what's motivating us, than what we do on the outside. And in fact, the truth of the matter is, what is on the inside of us will determine what is on the outside of us. And so I ask a very simple question today. Is your heart pure? Are you always motivated by the right reason? I have a friend who I just saw this weekend when Reva and I were away at uh, our daughter's wedding shower. She drove all the way from the beach with her father. Her name is Ginger. Uh, Ginger has the purest heart of any human being I've known in all my life. Ginger's very special. Down syndrome was her path of life, and while people may tend to feel some sense of of sorrow about that, you can't feel that if you know Ginger. She calls me every year on my birthday because she will never forget your name and she will never forget your birthday. And I listen and she says, uh, hi Tim, and I go, hi Ginger, happy birthday. And my heart just feels so good when I hear her voice. And when she came into the shower last Sunday afternoon, I just said, Ginger, you've made my day. Can Ginger do all the things that many other people do in life when it comes to capacities and abilities? No, my friend. But whatever she does, she does with the purest motivation. She has a pure heart. Oh, I wish that mine could be even half as pure as Ginger's. Kierkegaard said in one place, purity of heart is to simply will one's one will, to believe and know that what we do makes a, a, a difference. It is said that there are really three temptations in life. Did you know that? Three temptations. The temptation to shine, the temptation to whine, and the temptation to recline. All temptations revolve around those three and are motivated by what's in our heart. Let us examine our motives and let us know this. As one commentator said it, this beatitude demands from us a most exacting self-examination. Is what we do and what our work is from motives of service or from motives of pay? I remember when I was studying uh, in undergraduate and was working on a degree in teaching, uh, I remember running into a few teachers who would say uh, this line, and I always thought it was strange. I've got the most wonderful job in the world as a teacher. And they said, can you believe that? They pay me to do it. I would say that there is a heart that has somehow found the right reason. You know, if you love what you do, you heard this saying, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. There's truth to that. 
Find that purpose, find that meaning in what you do, and your heart will find more purity. But is the work that we do in church for Christ, or is it for our own prestige? I remember a few years ago when I was leaving Huntington and moving to Morgantown, and after being in one church for 16 years, there was a strong connection with so many people, and we were very blessed to have that experience. But I remember one person came up to me when I announced that we would be moving uh, and said, I cannot believe that you are leaving us. And I said, well, it's, it's a part of who we are as United Methodist. He says, well, I can't believe that after everything I have done to support this church and to support you and to support this ministry, that you would just leave. And I looked at them, and I didn't know what to say except this. I thought that everything we were doing was for Christ. I can promise you one thing, my friends. I don't know a lot, and I've, I've, I've got a lot still to learn, but I can promise you this. In our relationship with God, if what we do is done for Christ and for Christ's kingdom, we will never have regrets. If you're doing it, though, for your spouse, if you're doing it for your parents, if you're doing it for uh, your, your leaders, you will always come up frustrated at the end of the day. But if you're doing it for Christ and for His kingdom and for His purposes, there'll always be a blessing at the end of the day. I think another person in my lifetime who has been singly motivated and pure of heart is Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa said it this way, Be kind and merciful. Let no one ever come to you without leaving better and happier. Be a living expression of God's kindness. Kindness in your face, kindness in your eyes, kindness in your smiles, and kindness in your warm greeting. You want to know what one of the surest signs that your heart is, a, is departing from purity? When kindness starts to slip away. Have you been a little less kind lately? The purity of your heart can be slipping away. Kindness is the surest thing that God's purity is trying to reside in our hearts. I want to say that I had a wonderful experience about a week or so ago. Jeannie uh, uh, Campbell invited me, along with many other people, to go over to Greenbrier East to conduct interviews, uh, mock interviews, so to speak, with high school seniors. And I was so impressed with how uh, well prepared all those seniors were and, and, and how outstanding they were. And I thought to myself, these young people are headed on, a, on a, a, a wonderful path. Now, I'm sure that they're just like all the rest of us. They'll have their struggles along the way. But the thing that I was most impressed with is that as they were interviewing for a, a profession that they were pursuing, they were thinking about why they wanted to do what they wanted to do in life. And, you know, uh, there are really two reasons that sometimes at the two ends of the spectrum of why people do what they do. Number one, they either want to make money, or number two, they want to help people. Now, there's nothing wrong with being able to do both at the same time. But the problem is, when we get too far at the end of the game one, and it becomes more self 
motivated than helping others motivated. It's a dangerous place to be, and our heart becomes impure. Yes, my friends, the single most important thing about keeping your heart pure is to keep your focus on other people and how you can help the world be a better place. Martin Luther, the great Reformation leader, said, Let there be peace if possible, but let there always be purity, no matter what the cost. And so, my friends, I challenge us this day as I come to a close in this message to ask ourselves this simple question. Do I have a pure heart? And do I see the good and the potential in other human beings? Another thing that came through my mind as I worked on this message over the last several days, I agree with you, Bev. There are times this world makes me real, real sad. I think about an experience that Reeve and I had one time with our children. Um, Reeve has probably been a little more uh, concerned over this issue than I was because I think having grown up as a twin, you have a, 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 this connection naturally with another human being. But when Hannah was really young, Hannah had kind of slipped away in a mall just, just a few feet, not very far, and Reva turned around and couldn't find her. And she, when she finally grabbed her, she, she took her and she says, Hannah, don't you realize that someone could take you? And I thought to myself, the problem with having a pure heart in this world is that we have to teach our children to be suspicious and fearful of strangers. This is a really hard thing. I mean, it's the one thing that Jesus is asking us to do, and yet it's not easy to be trustful of people that we don't know yet. I came here as your pastor almost a year ago, and, and we're still learning about each other because that's what happens in relationships. We learn about each other. Is the pastor motivated? Is the, are the people motivated? You see what I'm saying? And why can we just say, to God be the glory, we're all on the journey of faith. We're all trying to grow. We're all struggling. We're all faltering. And hopefully we stand beside each other and can lift each other up. It does break my heart to think that we had to teach our children to be suspicious and fearful of other human beings. That's not the way God wants it to be. And somehow, some way, someday, I believe that'll be gone. Don't you? That'll be gone. So when the person comes down and sits down beside you and you don't know who they are, you can put your arm around them and say, glad to meet you. Glad to be here with you. And maybe the world would be a little bit better if we started out trusting a little more than distrusting. God, give us the strength to find purity of heart. Unless or lest I still see in my mind that old cow standing at the trough <laughs> trying to get rid of that dirt. You don't want a mouthful of dirt, and I don't either. Amen? Amen. Well, the ushers...
Thank you for listening to this teaching from the Lewisburg United Methodist Church. We pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For additional teaching, resources, and podcasts, as well as who we are and our upcoming events, please visit our website, lwbumc.com.